The SWP is brought to you by Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick. Designed to seize the day, this beautiful truck is built for tough and gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all of your stuff as well. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help you get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at JimKFord.com. They're located at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. All right, it is the SWP, ladies and gentlemen, your daily dose of sports and whatever from broadcast to podcast. I don't know why I said it like that. Broadcast to podcast. <laughs> Excuse me. It's no. Steve and Jimmy once again. That phlegm you hear on the other line is James joining us from lovely downtown. Are you in Jupiter still? No, back from Jupiter. We played uh, another, we played two days. It was going to be one, but we stayed. Uh, the, the great one uh, babysat us again around the, it's called the Grove 23, Stevie. Mm-hmm. We talked about it yesterday, I think. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So we, we played an eight-some, Steve, yesterday. There's no rules, okay, on this this golf course. Okay, <laughs> who's in your eight-some? Uh, well, there was Wayne, Gretz, uh, Janet. Uh, Janet played with us. Uh, a guy you would know. Clark MacArthur. Clark MacArthur, how's he doing? He had he had to quit a few years ago with the Sens with a concussion. Um, yeah, how's he doing? Yeah, he's down there. Uh, he's good. Yeah, he's yeah. a real good golfer, like a solid deuce, man. Um, super nice guy. Yeah, I think he's just just got paid his fourth or fifth year of I don't know four and a half mil or something. So he's doing right. okay. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, great golfer. Uh, and then uh, Jordan's kind of right-hand man played with us. I don't know. There's eight guys here. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> Me and my buddy Tommy and Greg Clark from Ottawa. Uh, blah, blah, blah. A buddy at MacArthur's. Yeah, so you can play eight guys. Uh, you have a couple caddies. Uh, this is the first time I've seen this, Stevie. I think I told you yesterday, well, the most impressive thing is you can drive your golf cart anywhere. Okay? Right. Now, people say that, Steve. Okay, but but no, it's not anywhere. Okay, you got to... Stay away from the greens. You know, they think, well, you can drive it all over the fairway. This thing, Steve, you can drive it up onto the green. They're all Jordan rules. You know, he he, he does everything. Um, and the caddies, Stevie, ride mopeds. Oh. Yeah. Or, or those 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 things you'll, you know, they look like they look like little mini bikes, you know, a little bigger. And they got a rake with them and they got the seed, the sand and seed, you know, to fill divots. Sure. So there's no there's no rakes in any of the traps. And they bomb around and and give you lines and give you the distance and all that stuff and which way the putts break. So anyway, it was a hell of an experience. It's an incredibly exclusive private deal that I'll never get used to. You know, Tom Brady was there, a uh, bunch of other guys. Ray, I think Ray Allen was an NBA guy who was there with with Jordan. He plays the you know he plays all day every day. But funk, funky, funky experience. Kind of like. Well, right in where I, where, right, right in where I am, Steve. Rich, rich friends. Okay, yeah. Tons of cash. <laughs> who was your winner? So, who was a low man on the day of your eightsome? I lost. 
I lost 60 bucks. Uh, well, MacArthur would be. Um, so that's his deal. This golf course, Stevie, this is how they're going to do it. The first 50 members, Steve, okay, mm -hmm. when he, he accepted 50 members, they paid 250 grand to join. Okay. And your nut is $30,000 a year. Okay. The next 50, Steve, he took, okay, four and a quarter to join. Wow. Okay. 425. The next 50 after that, Steve, you got it. One million, Steve, to join the golf course. One million dollars. One million. And Steve, they've got 600 letters from people who are lined up to, to, to play there. And you only lost $60 today? Yeah, I only lost 60 That's an, yeah. incredible. It's going to be a million dollars to join that golf course. Yeah. I don't think I'll ha ever have enough money or uh, or like golf enough. If I was a billionaire, and I said money to burn, maybe, but yeah. I don't know, a million bucks when you could, I don't know, yeah, you get a nice yeah. course for a hundred grand or something. It just seems uh, seems out <laughs> there. Crazy. But they get to do the whatever they want, whenever they want. I suppose yeah. it's uh, that's what you pay two, for. Two fifty is a little steep, Steve, to join a golf course. Yeah, I was thinking about joining. <laughs> <laughs> No, hang around Jupiter. We went, we went over to the G-man's house. We had, we saw his house. He bought, he bought Dustin's house. Uh, Dustin had another one built, I think, somewhere. So he took us back to the house. And beautiful in Jupiter. Jupiter's exclusive again, Steve. You know, it's on the it's on the East Coast, West right. Palm Beach, I guess, is what most people would know. But so, anyway, there's my report on Nicely. all the. Superstar, all the goats of the world. Lifestyles okay. of the rich and famous with Jim Jerome. Yeah, they're doing okay. I'm a wannabe. I'm a wannabe. Yeah. Can't you just go up to Wayne and say, uh, can you pay my mortgage? Huh? No, huh? there you go. Good Remember one. that one? No, what I, I asked Michael that because I met him. Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, you should. You'll be really impressed. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, things are going nicely in the world of uh, the millionaires, the kajillionaires down in Jupiter, Florida. It's not going particularly well in other parts of the world. Unless you've been living under a rock, you would have heard that uh, the world is in the midst of seeing one of the worst conflicts it's had in decades, and that is the uh, well, the Russians have basically launched a military attack on Ukraine, and basically all the NATO countries are now bringing in consequences. They're unveiling sanctions, and uh, it is just a an absolute bee's nest. I got to say, Jimmy... I was not really up to speed on why Russia wants to go into in, into Ukraine, uh, but uh, when this happened, I, I spent like two hours this afternoon reading up, and I could get into it with people right now on the podcast. I uh -huh. swear, people hearing the history of the whole thing, there's so many layers to it where I think people would probably start nodding off. Suffice to say, I think the gist of it is you've got a Russian president in Vladimir Putin who basically wants to break up. Uh, well, he didn't want to break it up. He wants to undo the breakup of the Soviet Union, and he wants to get back Ukraine, he wants to get back all the former Soviet property. So that's one thing. And then the mm -hmm. other part is he just basically sees that border as being vulnerable if Ukraine ends up with NATO and Europe, and that would not be very good at all. He would He would liken that to America having missiles up and down his entire Western border. So that's where we're... That's the that's the basically the Coles notes version, but it's very complicated. There are many layers. There are many lies and promises broken, and 
that have happened in the lead up to this. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. And it is a scary time. And and certainly I was thinking with everything that's happened in Ottawa and in parts of Canada and this whole freedom convoy, mm-hmm. I think we now know, you know, we can put this all in perspective based on what the people of uh, of Ukraine are probably dealing with as we're talking right now. Um, they're They're a little more worried about their freedoms being taken away right now. So true. Yeah, so true. You know, I, I, I'm i old enough, Steve, to remember at a really young age, at four or five years old, which would put me in you know, 1966. I remember being in Sudbury. I remember being at the golf course, uh, if, if memory serves me right. That's a long time ago. Yeah. And everyone hooping and hollering and and, and throwing their their beers up in the air when the Vietnam War ended. Right. That I, I I just remember that that everyone's screaming and yelling and hooping you know and 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 looking to the skies going thank God you know thank thank God that that the Vietnam War was done and 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 then I was kind of got old enough later in the in the seventies uh, and I always thought well thank God there'll never be wars again you know yeah thank thank God we live in a time now where people don't settle things that way I, I you know I remember my dad talking to me or something about it going you know. And, and he, he probably, because I was so fearful. I, I remember, you know, I remember watching the, the National, you know, sitting around with my, my parents watching the 6 o'clock news or something and seeing, what is that all about? Yeah. These, you know, bombs and, and you know, tanks, machine guns. Ugh. Um, but not true, right? I mean, there, there's, there's been many, not many since then, but... Um, Anyway, yeah, I just I, I just I, thought there's no when I when, when I started seeing this a couple of weeks ago I kind of blew it off you know like okay there's a little standoff there but but I don't know like like a protest Steve yeah uh, so not not so much you know which again just makes me think Steve we live in the best country in the world you, know, we, you brought that up it's a good point about that freedom convoy uh, and people were very nervous about it I know my friend here that I'm staying with his daughter. Tried to leave downtown the other day and got surrounded uh, by truckers, and they started rocking the car back and forth. Right, you know, she was alone, twenty years old, in her car, and everyone's going, "This is this is unbelievable, right? This is frightening." Remember when I was saying that, Steve? This is yep. frightening. Yeah, you know, and it can it, it could explode, right? It could go off the deep end here, uh, yep. and then you hear this thing. Yikes, man. Yeah, I mean, Yikes. that whole thing in, in Ottawa with the wrong move by the wrong person, and that's why Ottawa, I think that's why Ottawa's police was so slow off the mark, because they didn't want to see it escalate, because they know that the wrong bit of video gets out there, or, you know, some officer makes a mistake, and it could lead to a riot, and riots can lead to, you know, you know bigger actions, and, and, and even civil war, because everything is just so magnified now. Because everybody's got a cell phone camera, everything's being recorded, and uh, and everybody's consuming it. And so, what's happening in a very you know in a one-on-one situation in a small part of the world can be just absolutely magnified. And now, I mean, keeping things in perspective, this whole thing with with uh, Russia and Ukraine, I mean, this is a whole other level. So, if you were worried yeah. about something big happening in Ottawa or different parts of Canada, this is a whole other level. What what gives me peace, again, as I've been reading about this, is that NATO, you know, it's basically Canada, the U.S., and I think Ukraine, while not a NATO country, they're kind of 
under the NATO umbrella because they really want to be part of it. They've been trying to get there for a long time. But NATO is like a club with 30 countries in it, including Canada and the U.S., and they've all agreed to stick up for each other. That's the gist of NATO. If you attack one, you're now at war with all of them. So that gives me a little, little a peaceful thought when I think about that because that would be bad for Russia at the end of the day. And well, bad for everybody, but uh, and it, it, for now it's sanctions. And uh, I mean, hopefully this thing can can be resolved and and cooler heads prevail. But it's uh, it's basically a full on attack of one country on another. So that's uh, kind of what every, every on everybody's right. mind today. Even though it's uh, not really our <laughs> kind of our wheelhouse, it's it's impossible. Not no, but to we talk don't want to be it. ignorant to it, right? No, exactly. No. Um, you know the the thing about the, that's interesting too, Steve. The fallout with um, with the convoy and they were blaming the police, right? I heard that a lot, right? I heard that from a lot of people blaming the cops, and and yet, you know, you know, c- can you really blame the police when this thing is supposed to be, uh, you know, a, a show of, um, you know, a show of the 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 right to me getting vaccinated or not? Okay, so. I get that. You know, I get that. And that's what this protest was supposed to be. And there's going to be a lot of people coming and they're going to, you know, they're going to take a stand on this thing. Um, so the police look at it, right? Like everybody, no, no one thought shit about it, Steve, when it happened, right? No one. Okay. Right. This is unreal. They're going to, they're going to keep everyone up all night. Nobody, nobody thought that, right? They just thought there were going to be a bunch of people coming. So, you know, the police probably think what we did, that it's going to be, you know, relatively, you know, unviolent, you know, and then and then when you get these guys on camera, Stevie, when they got all revved up, I think what happened, Steve, is they didn't believe the, the truckers themselves didn't believe that that many people were going to show up. And so when they did, they're looking at this thing and go, holy God, is this any good? You know, now now we got it going on. And when they start to say we're we're a show of force, you know, we're a show mm-hmm. of force. And I go like this. I'm the police guy. A show of what? What? Force or whatever that, you know, or aggression and the stuff they were doing. So. I don't. I don't completely blame the p- police. You know, I think they stood back a little bit and said, "Okay, this isn't. Well, we'll have to do crowd control." You know, yeah. so I anyway. don't blame them at all. I don't blame the police themselves, who I believe it's their leaders. You know, basically the people instructing. I mean, the the, the boots on the ground police did an amazing job. Once they finally got the directive, right. and they were empowered. They were fantastic. Like I can't say enough good things about Ottawa police. They right. they freaking rocked it once once they got good instructions and because they they were doing what they were told in the first three weeks which was stand around monitor keep the peace you know if mm-hmm. they small scuffles break out handle that but uh there was no real you know pushback per se uh, right. or aggression but uh, they did an amazing job when all was said and done it was more their the leadership that uh, kind of dropped the ball all right let's get to some fun here let's uh, get away from the serious stuff we'll get to some uh, sports talk when we return after these words. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your Ottawa certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage. Oh, right there. Right there, you are in business. That's fantastic. You get a vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. 
You get in a vehicle, that is peace of mind. Check out jimkford.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Sean Avery's attempting a pro hockey comeback. That is no, weird to me. No, what is he not. doing? First of all, I feel a million years old again because I can't believe he's been out of hockey for 10 years now. And well, he's yeah. he's 41 years of age now. He's in the East Coast League. He's trying, trying out with the Orlando Solar Bears, an affiliate of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Funny he'd choose the two-time Stanley Cup champions minor <laughs> league affiliate. Funny thing that. Yeah. But one. Cer- yep. certainly one of the biggest uh, SOBs that's ever played. And uh, all I've seen Sean Avery do in the last few years is jump on Cameo. You're, you probably heard of Cameo. I think we, we you and I, in fact, were uh, kicking the tires on it a little. We got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Avery gets on there and just basically swears his face off. Anybody who wants Sean Avery to say happy birthday to their buddy, he absolutely chirps them and swearing up a storm. It's actually quite entertaining, but I think he's kind of delusional if he believes he can get back to the NHL at age 41 after a 10-year absence. What are you thinking, man? Mm-hmm. Thinking hasn't been his strong suit throughout his career, though, when you think about it. Yeah. Um, so why? Okay, yeah. why, Sean? Okay. Well, because I'm 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 really good, you know. And no, 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 you're not gonna be. You're not gonna be. Uh I've got a desire to because I, I, I just don't know what else to do. Yeah. Okay, well, this can't this is not one of the things you have an option on. Okay, so what else? What else, Sean? Um well uh like a PR a PR stunt. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. That's not a bad play. That's not a bad thing. Uh, it's a, I'm getting, I'm getting paid some guaranteed money to do it because of my social media presence and it'll bring a lot of awareness to the solar bears. Okay. Now I'm getting it, Steve. So that's the only reason I can think yeah. this guy's doing it. Only reason at all. Yeah. Well, at definitely, all. definitely. didn't mind a little attention when he played. Uh, but enough uh, enough about Sean Avery. Uh, good luck to him in his second career, sloppy as it will be. I also want to talk about the Montreal Canadiens. They've now won four straight. And I, I mean, they've just, uh, I don't know who these guys are and what they've done with the Habs. But uh, right now, Marty St. Louis, after, I think he lost the first four, but they've now won four in a row. And uh, it, it's a funny thing that Cole Caulfield, who basically did not thrive. I think he had one goal until Dominic Ducharme was fired. And now mm-hmm. he's got six goals in his last seven games. Marty St. Louis, one of the smallest guys ever in the yeah. NHL. And now of Cole course. Caulfield, uh, probably even smaller than Marty St. Louis, but a first-round draft pick, absolutely dynamic. Talk about a perfect fit for Cole Caulfield and uh, a coach who would not dismiss anything about him based on size. So that's uh, that's kind of a neat angle of this whole thing. The Habs have a long way to go before I would declare them out of this funk they're in. They've got a big old rebuild ahead of them. But uh, as I suspected, I don't think they were as bad a team as they'd been playing in the latter part of Dominic Ducharme's reign as coach. Right. You know, I've always said, Stevie, uh, you know, so people love the Habs so much so, right, that they're they're always in the news, right, regardless, regardless of, of anything. Then the coach came along. That was cool. Uh, and then the ab- abysmal record. Yeah. Before you told me they'd won four in a row, I think they won nine games. That's up, right. Up to that point. Yeah. So what do you do? You know, uh, that's why I think that league, that league should have the split season. Stevie. Yeah. I brought that up before. 
right? Because now you got Phoenix and you got Montreal and you got 40 freaking games left or, or how many games are left. Um, and you go, so, so now what do we do? Yeah. You know, Phoenix, Stevie, Phoenix is going to this 5,000 seat arena. They're terrible. And they don't think, Steve, they'll get 1,000 people wow. to, to get there. You know, well, it's asking people, the fans they have, to change their habits pretty dramatically. And uh, this just in there, a terrible team as well. So, But I'd be surprised if it's only 1,000. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a, they think no, nobody's going to go to the games. Wow. An NHL franchise. But anyway, good on Montreal. That'll, yep. that'll revive the fan, rejuvenate them a little bit. So Yeah, but uh, before you get too excited, Josh Anderson and Paul Byron of the Montreal Canadiens had to be transported to the hospital. It was for precautionary reasons, but they're back with the club. But the Anderson one, it's kind of a talking point for me. In the whole expectation that hockey has, at all levels really, of shot blocking. Like Josh Anderson basically went down to try and block a shot in that game against Buffalo last night. Yep. And he and he basically took the shot in the side of the face. Because he went he basically went down to that sliding mode. And uh, it ended up just catching him in a, the saber shooter was adjusting his angle. And uh, and Anderson basically was trying to block a shot from a different angle. Puck ended up in the side of his head. And it's got me to thinking about, uh, I'm shocked that doesn't, that kind of thing doesn't happen more often. Guys sliding down like that to get in front of a hundred mile an hour slap shot, or even the guys that are tasked with just standing in front of shots. You're asking a man to do what goalies do. We know how well protected they are. You're asking them to do goalie-like things without goalie-like equipment. It's right. kind of madness, right. isn't it? <laughs> Total madness, yeah. What's always struck me as odd, Stevie, is is how many, how many s- spots on your body that are exposed if you're a skater. Right. Okay? Like, I remember watching games, I'm going, oh, that, well, that's not going to hurt the other. Yeah, yeah, no padding there, though. No padding on that part. What? Right. Yeah, there's no padding there on the ankle, you know, above the, you know, just both ankles. Yeah, both inside out. Those pads just, they don't wrap around your whole, yeah. No padding on the back of the leg. No, nothing, nothing. Yeah. All right, let me in, coach. Yeah, let me do this. and But make sure you, make sure you go horizontal, Stevie, to block that shot, you know. Yeah. And I, I remember just like my coach in minor hockey back in the day just saying, you're okay. Just as long as you don't turn to the side and that's where you're exposed. I said, well, I'm square to the puck, yes, but... Can we have a conversation about maybe my throat, my collarbone, my right. chest, my stomach area, uh, the area between my pant and my shin pad probably is not that well protected, my ankles. Um, anyway, it's uh, it's expected the now. Top of the I, feet? Top yeah. of the feet in your yeah. Oh, my shots. God. You ever, you ever get a puck off the laces? Jeez. Yeah. It's the worst. It's awful. The worst. <laughs> it's the Especially worst. when you're out in the Jock River all day long. I took one of those. It was like about minus 30, but kids, we were out there and we we're still playing. Just a simple little wrist shot. I, I couldn't walk for a week. It was oh, crazy yeah. on the cold it's day. Awful. It's like it's like dropping a golf club on the top of your foot. Oh, yeah. I've done like, that. You know, the, head, the head of an iron on your foot. Like or off friend. your shin. Yeah. Or I've done it with trying to tap. You're, you're in a bunker, Steve. So the etiquette when you get out of the bunker is, you know, Take the heel of your wedge, okay, and slam it against your the sole of your shoe so the sand doesn't go all over the green. Do it on the side, you know. Yeah, that one. I've missed there a few times, Stevie. So I take the heel of the wedge into the into the the bone of the ankle. Oh, that's the worst. I've done that a bunch of times. I swear to God. <laughs> anyway, yeah. on the golf front, uh, we should talk a little bit more about the Phil Mickelson story. 
Um, totally interesting, this thing. Totally yeah. interesting. So Greg Norman is the guy that's running this, or at least he's the uh, the American face of this Saudi-led Super Golf League. And I guess there are threats out there from the PGA Tour that if you actually go to this Super League, I don't know if I've I don't know if I've seen an official quote from the PGA on this. Maybe there's one out there, but I haven't seen it. But I guess, otherwise Greg Norman wouldn't be talking in these terms. I guess mm. that there is a threat from the PGA Tour that there'd be a lifetime ban if you go and play in some of these Super League events. And Greg Norman has put out a letter to the players saying that the PGA's tour of a threat of lifetime ban is not at all enforceable. So it just, it it continues to be a really compelling story to see how this whole thing plays out. Phil Mickelson, I don't know if he's going to be able to get out from underneath his comments, basically talking about the PGA tour screwing over the players, and he's going to be able to leverage this new super league to make the PGA Mm -hmm. tour a, a more just place financially for the players. And the players are all totally against Phil Mickelson. Like Phil speaks for Phil. Leave me out of this. Right. And uh, so, what 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 do you think about this this sort of latest angle? Well, well, if you look at other sports, Stevie. Okay, if you took baseball and football and basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, not, not so much hockey, but but if you took those three sports and someone came along and said, "We're you don't have a monopoly, man, on pro baseball." Okay, you don't have a monopoly on it. We're going to start a breakaway league. In the MLB, we're gonna we're gonna get a bunch of guys to come over and play with us, and we're gonna also do it. The NFL guys are gonna do that, um, you, you know. So you got baseball, NFL, and basketball, the NBA, right? You know, no one would blink, Stevie. They'd be they'd go like this: "Have at her, boys." Okay, right. you have at her. Okay, it's been tried before. There's other leagues. There's semi-pro leagues. There's absolutely no way you're gonna start another league that would attract LeBron James. Okay. Tom Brady ain't giving it up to go play in some other NFL league. Right. Okay. Just not going to happen, Stevie. Uh, you know, or or whoever else, you know, Bo Bichette is not leaving the Blue Jays to go play. It's just not going to happen. Right. This thing, Stevie, is a little different. Okay. Yeah. This one's a little different. That Norman, just before all the shit hit the fan, if Phil Mickelson would just shut his trap uh, and not say Saudis are bad people and all this stuff, uh, he's lost two sponsorships. We've got big ones, Workday and uh, KPMG. KPMG. Yeah, KP, KPMG. Um, so, the, the, but this deal, Stevie, just before that happened, I understood there was a majority of the top 20 guys in the world that were going to do it. Uh, somehow, Stevie, someone got to those players. Someone got to those PGA guys because they came flying out of there and said, I'm loyal to the PGA. Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, right? They, they, like they just, like I say, they were sort of sitting in the weeds, Stevie. Right. Not sure, right? They're going, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'll have to have a look at it. You know, I'm concentrating right now on the PGA, but, you know, da, da, da. and then all of a sudden it was like, absolutely not, bang, no way. And it's probably because of what everyone did think that you would be banned, right? right. And now Norman's saying, eh, no, no, they can't. The big difference here, Steve, is, um, you know, if you're going to pl- go play arena football or another, another football league, we're going to do that. But first of all, we're not going to have the best players. And you're going to get paid, uh, you know, a a tenth or a twentieth or a thirtieth of what the big stars are making. Right. This thing, Stevie, how about we throw $100 million at you, Dustin? I know that's what he got offered, $100 million. Bryson DeChambeau got offered $125 million. Now, Stevie, it's a little, it's, well, sorry, what's that? <laughs> what? Is that? Wait, is that $100 million, like... To do it, to just join the league, to start in the league I, until, until I don't it, know. Like, well, or, even or, if it's over four years, Stevie, right? 
you know, even if or two years, there's 50 mil or 25 mil or whatever. And so they, they've got the endless buckets of cash TV. Uh, and so it did attract these guys, you know, originally, originally, right. They looked up Rory, I think was the, the biggest, um, opponent of it, you know, uh, when, when he spoke out saying it's, it's, you know, unbelievable. I would never do that. It's not going to blah, blah, blah. It's not going to work, but cash is cash is King Stevie, you know? So it's kind of a real deal, right? Our golf courses are just as good. You know, we're really good at marketing tournaments, uh, you know, and, and we're going to, we're going to give you a, a whack of, of a Skrilla to come over here and play. So, uh, it'll be interesting. I might consider it if I had all the up money. Up, up, sorry, I might consider it if the had all the money up front, and and then maybe I'd do it because my my concern would be I'd be burning my PGA bridge. Uh, Greg Norman saying I wouldn't be, but I, I feel like I am. I, I could be anyway, burning my my PGA bridge, and for what? Okay, they promised me a hundred million dollars. Unless I get it up front, I'm not optimistic that that league will work, even if they get some of golf's best. Because we know how we feel about exhibition tournaments involving superstars, Battle at Bighorn and such. Where did that go? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think about all these exhibition things or even the FedEx Cup. I'm still not embracing the FedEx Cup. It's just a cash grab at the end of the day. Um, right. although, although I'm warming up to it, I'll say that. I, I still think, though, that there's a really good chance that no matter how much money they spend and how many stars they bring in, it's not something that golf fans will particularly embrace because there's no heritage there. There's no masters there. There's no, there's no U S open British open, all the majors. It's just not going Uh to be the same. And I think there's a chance it could fail. So I would want, if I, if I was going to do that and all I cared about was money, I would need every cent up front before I'd go. Right. Right. And you gotta go, you gotta go live over there. Right. You you got, you know, you got pros with young families and wives and, and, and now you gotta uproot yourself. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's like the great one always said when guys were saying, hey, I'm going to go over and play in that KHL, you know, I'll show you, yeah. right, where they had some dough and, and I'll do that. I'm going to break away from the NHL, right? And went, wait, 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 what's going on here? What? Yeah. Yeah, might lose some players. And and the great one said, have at her, have at her. Go over there, okay, and and live like, like you can, uh, where it's, first of all, difficult to get paid. You know, that's, that's not an uncommon story, right? They're a little late with the checks, Stevie. The food, not so good, mm-hmm. okay? The food, not so good. The travel, uh, not so good, okay? Um, the the uh, uh, language, Stevie, is a bit of a tough one. There, yep. Okay? And, and in two weeks or a month, you'll be back going, boy, it's pretty good around here in North right. America, you know? Right. So, so here's what Greg Norman had to say in this letter that he sent out to all the PGA players and agents because it was all that talk that there might be a lifetime ban on players if they decide to play on a different tour. Um, this is the quote in the letter. And honestly, I, tell me if Greg Norman doesn't sort of have this sort of Martin Luther King tone about him in this quote. Right. We will not stay silent in the face of unjust and punitive threats that seek to prevent your clients from pursuing their rightful career opportunities. And this golf tour's right to compete. We will not permit the tour as the long-standing monopolist over professional golf to stifle free and fair competition to the detriment of professional golfers and the game itself. I mean, I'm no lawyer, but I feel like the PGA Tour is a private entity, private business, and they can operate however they want. There's no obligation to give anybody a gig. They can rewrite the rules if they want. 
Okay, you qualified for the tour. So what? We don't want you here. Bye. Well, the problem with the, you know, the PGA Tour better be careful what they wish for, Steve. Okay. So they're, they're, they're digging in here when it's going to backfire on them. Okay. And the reason I say that is, so let's take Bryson DeChambeau. And the tour is making this statement saying, okay, if you do that, you are never welcome back to this tour. Okay. Uh, now, Greg Norman's arguing that, right? We'll wait, wait and see what happens to that. So now if Bryson says, I understand, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm going to go over to the Middle East. I hear it's fantastic. Dubai, you know, and they got everything going on. So now the PGA is without Bryson DeChambeau, who has been the biggest thing to come along in freaking three years, man. Right. Right? For for talk of golf and just so now they're going, well, this this isn't no no, we want him here. We we got a product, we gotta sell. And if you had four or five guys like that, Steve, if if Dustin did and and you know, John Rom, some you know, John Rom's from Spain, lives over there. And two or three other guys, Stevie, if they they come by and the PGA's going, Okay, now now we don't have the best players in the world. You know. Yeah, That's right. what makes the PGA Tour rock, Stevie, is that everyone comes to the party. You know, yeah. everybody comes to the party. So they better be careful. You know, they, they should be working with them, you know. Yeah. I think there's a risk for sure. But I, I don't feel like, again, I don't feel like the players are would be all that optimistic about the long-term future of that league. And so I feel like mm-hmm. they'd probably stay away. And as far as the PGA Tour, you know, I, I, again, I think they're... they're well. I mean, it's, it's the equivalent of like when you and I were working at TSN 1200 and we said... Yeah, we're going to go over here and uh, work for a couple of months at uh, City News 1310. Right. We're going to work on that station for a while and and expecting to be able to come back to work at TSN 1200 after that. They're well within their rights to say, no, that's a, that's a bit of a competition there. It's not good for us, so uh, goodbye. And, and, I- <laughs> and yeah, the other thing, Stevie, if I went in there and said, I'm going to City TV, they would have gone... Let us help. How how can we get you there? Yeah, do you need a ride? Yeah. It's a little different. I'm not I'm not Tiger Woods or or Dustin yeah. Johnson. And by the way, you can anyway, catch me. You can catch you can catch me talking sports. By the way, every Friday morning at eleven fifteen on City News. Just for the record, uh, just oh, is that right? Okay, plug. I'll have to I'll have to uh, we'll plug. Miss something else again? No. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't hear enough of me talking sports. <laughs> All right, let's call it quits anyway, right there. It'll be curious, right? Yeah, it'll be curious to see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, uh, it's good. I mean, it's going to be a, a really interesting story for sure. Whether it'll be great, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, don't forget our website, by the way, stevewproject.com. There you can find all kinds of cool stuff. How you can contact us. We love your feedback. And, of course, our memberships are there as well. If you want to take out a Patreon membership, that would be most appreciated. Hey, enjoy your day, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to you in our next episode. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.